0: You're listening to Ed Curation, the podcast where teachers talk curriculum. We make it easier for educators to find the resources they need to create fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Welcome to another edition of Ed Curation, where teachers talk curriculum. And I'm excited today to have our first international guest, Teresa Gonzalez from the International House in Mexico City. She's the academic director and she is here to talk today about a resource that she has found valuable that here in the United States, we call SEL Adventures for Social Emotional Learning. And in Mexico, they call it Cell Adventures. She used Cell Adventures at the Ashmont School, a bicultural school in Mexico City.
1: So thank you for coming on the show today, Teresa. Hello, Tim Marie. Thank you very much for having me. I'm super happy to be here. So how long have you been working in an education? I'm worried about this answer because then you'll <laughs> figure out how old I am. Um, I started teaching English in 1993, so go figure. Then I became a teacher trainer around 1998, and I've worked as a school director for several institutions since 2004. What an exciting career. So to stay in
0: education this long requires a real love and commitment. What is it that you like about working in education?
1: Well, yes, you've, you've just said it. Um, teaching is a big challenge in every class, in every session, with every student. Teachers also get to learn something new. And this is like an infinite learning process. This is the reason why I, why I love teaching. But on top of everything, it's also the possibility to help others. So my great grandfather, who was a teacher too, I come from a family of teachers, used to tell me when one teaches, to learn. I think that has been a life inspiration.
0: That's true. Thank you for sharing that. And so with all of these different roles that you've held, you have a unique perspective on teaching and learning. Tell me overall what you've seen works best in helping students succeed.
1: I think that the most important aspect of the teaching job is to always take care of the student. And when I say that, I not only mean take care of them, like physically, their environment, for them to like preventing accidents, no? But I also mean their emotional aspects, no? When there's a healthy emotional bond with your class, as a teacher, you can help them learn, and you can help them learn the way they learn best. So I think that, along with the sense of motivation and progress, boosts learning. I think that the playing factor, the game factor, also motivates, especially young children. It's all about having, feeling confidence and, and knowing that you can trust your teacher when people actually get their best learning experience. And so related to helping take care of students
0: and help them learn and give them motivation and confidence, you've used Cell Adventures to that end. So tell us a little bit about Cell Adventures.
1: Well, my experience with Cell Adventures was was fantastic, has been awesome. I think One of the things I like the most about SEL Adventures is that it's a new way for teachers to provide input to students. When we talk about SEL, as you call it in the States, we we say SEL, like we would pronounce it in Spanish. Mm -hmm. I think teachers have a lot to contribute based on their own particular private experience, based on their own awareness of the social and emotional aspects. But I also think that technology with all these new devices developed for education, are fantastic and motivating. So it's like a whole entire universe of information and input that you can share with your students in a format they feel super comfortable using. Technology, along with books, would be my favorite resources. Yes. For our listeners that don't know what Cell Adventures is, can you tell them what it is? Sure. Cell Adventures is a learning platform. With technology in education, we have teachers have become very familiar with virtual learning environments. So Cell Adventures is precisely a platform where through games or in a game environment, in a game like environment, students get to learn more about how to develop their social and emotional skills. They have an experience that is what I call 360, no, they have an experience that not only gives them a learning moment in the sense that they get to know about their own emotions and how to manage them, but also it gives them an opportunity to play a little bit, to get to know their teacher better, to get to know their classmates. I think the most important is to get to know themselves.
0: Yes, yes, sure. And so what have you seen is possible in the classroom when students are engaging with cell adventures that would not have been possible without it?
1: For many people, it's very easy. I mean, when people are extroverted, it's easy to talk about their their emotions and their adventures, I was going to say. But when people are more introverted, I think talking about the way you feel when you have to face different situations is a bit more difficult and it takes a lot more experience, but also a bit more of knowledge on how to address certain topics or certain issues. And Cell Adventures provides you with that because it, with a lot of hypothetical situations, students then have a chance to experience and to say how they would behave or decision-making process becomes a game. So then, all these stress factors that alter and affect when you have to take a decision are lowered when you do it as a game. So obviously, this practice that you do in a game-like situation when there is very little stress and you're surrounded by your peers and then your teacher is confident of privacy and security that you're going to provide with an answer that only your teacher will get to see gives you the confidence to open up and really say what you feel and how you experience certain situations in in your house or with your friends or how you have sorted out difficulties that you've had with your peers, teachers and psychologists from the school can help you in that sense. But in other ways, it takes longer, honestly, for the school psychologist or for the teacher in charge of the class to get to know the students well enough in order to know exactly what's in their minds. So I think many people might think that by using technology, there's this lack of personal contact, but it's exactly the opposite because it's this privacy that allow the teachers and the students to establish a different level of rapport, if you know what I mean. Mm, that makes a lot
0: of sense. I hadn't thought about that value. I would imagine that students can take more of a risk in sharing what they really believe through the game and it can notify the teachers if they if they need to be worried about a particular student based on
1: Exactly. Mm Exactly. And also teachers can get to see different psychological aspects. Like in Cell Adventures, students interact with each other and with the teacher using avatars. So mm-hmm. it's it's actually not themselves mm-hmm. who, who are saying whatever they say or who are mm-hmm. acting in such a way, but they're doing it through an avatar. So that obviously lowers their stress. But also teachers get to see different drawings that students make along the mm-hmm. game path and they get to see small compositions that students have to write in the different worlds or in the different scenarios that the game provides no the different Mm -hmm. adventures they have to leave and some of the adventures are about writing special potions to solve a situation that relates to the development of a social or an emotional skill
0: wonderful now what's most important of course is do the students like it
1: oh students love it students really are engaged with it It's super funny when we go into the classes and they're doing Cell Adventures because we have this special class that is run by the school psychologist called Values. And originally the curriculum for this was just to go into civics and ethics because this is something that I think not only schools in Mexico require, I think globally we're facing very challenging situations. And when we implemented Cell Adventures at Ashmont, And the psychologist now had to do her classes using the platform. Kids were really much more motivated and engaged in classes because they thought it was a video game that we had brought into the classroom. Mm -hmm. And it is that precisely for the students is a video game. So that is why they are so engaged. But for the parents and for the teachers is another teaching tool. It's Mm -hmm. a learning platform. So Mm -hmm. I think. This is another reason why students like it so much. It's a video game that their parents allow them to play at school. Uh-huh. And their teachers are also part of the game. Yes. And they get super happy about it. No? They, they connect with yes. their teachers at a different level.
0: And what I think is interesting that we could talk about is that students are, of course, very comfortable with video games. But teachers are not always comfortable. So
1: how did you handle that at Ashmont? Well, we had a training session, more than one. Um, We had a training period with teachers. Teachers needed to really get to know very well the game and the, the platform and the objectives. Something that I really wanted to mention is that every session has a very clear and particular aim. So this is something that teachers get in a teacher's guide. And obviously, this helps the teacher know how to orient the student's answers and the student's performance. I mean, yes, students are going to play with the video game, but there are tasks that are devoted particularly to the development of the skills or the knowledge about the skills. So this is what gave the parents the confidence that it's just not a video game that we're using in the classroom. It's it's basically, yes, a program that has been written, especially to develop the learning of the social and emotional skills. At the beginning, parents probably thought that it was just another game or just a game that now students were going to be able to play at home or in the school, but it's not a game only. I mean, at the end of the game, at the end of the sessions, there's a, there's a little game that they can continue playing on their own and that's what they love and that's how I know they love it because mm-hmm. they, they want to have other worlds and other situations in the mm-hmm. game Sometimes they feel sad that, it's, that they finish it, no?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But for parents, it's also been a very good input that contributed to the enrichment of our curriculum.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And so what age level specifically were, were using this game? We are using it in elementary school and in middle school or junior high.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we're using it from second grade on. We have like second graders in Mexico in regular schools are around seven years old. Mm -hmm. But in in Ashman, they are eight years old because we do one more year of preschool education Mm -hmm. because we're a bicultural school. So they do Mm pre-first and they get one year older. So they start elementary school when they're seven. They end up consolidating the reading processes, the early literacy process uh, between the ages of six and seven. So I think in order to get full... Well, to take advantage of the program, it would be like it's best as the way we did it to start using it when they're eight, seven mm-hmm. or eight, depending on how, how well they can read. So, from eight year olds to 13 year olds, about? From eight year old to 13 year old, that's elementary school. And from 13 to 16, that's mm-hmm. junior high. Wonderful. And so do you have a
0: story about a particular student that really excelled and learned
1: a lot as a result of using Cell Adventures? We have a story, not only about a particular student. I'm going to tell you a story of a class. This was the two years ago, fourth graders class. This is a class that was 75% boys in a group. We normally have the groups divided in, I mean, the year, like the school year, the grade, divided into groups. All in all, these were 40, 42 kids. And out of those 40, like 35 were boys. In that generation, it was very difficult and challenging because most of them are boys. So you can imagine how much testosterone is going through when they all become teens no, like almost getting there because they are turning 10 11 when they go to the fourth grade Mm -hmm. so we started having like the beginning of the school year was very rough because they started having a lot of discipline issues and they obviously were fighting all the time and teamwork was very challenging and difficult because they, there was a lot of leadership going on and a lot of the kids wanted to lead their teams and lead the groups. Obviously, we had already the psychologists, the teachers and myself had spotted who were the leaders and we started trying to work with them and with their families. But like after a couple of months, things instead of becoming better started turning worse to the point that they were physically more aggressive, no? I mean, it's easy for the kids to get desperate and and just punch each other in the face when they are upset. And I know for a fact that this is not only the case in Mexico City schools. Um, it It can easily happen in any school anywhere in the world. So we were super worried about how we were going to tackle because, I mean, in the third month of the school year, we could not just send people away home or we could not just say get more girls into these classes just to establish a balance so we started having a lot of parents complaints from the girls parents obviously because they thought like the ladies no the girls in the group were getting a lot of aggression and they were exposed to very negative environment inside the classroom and the boys parents the ones who were very aggressive and very naughty and disruptive were worried about how the school was going to react to the kids and the ones who are calmer were worried about what the school was going to do in order to tackle this problem so in every front we had to face the situation of explaining to the parents what we're what we were going to do and this is when I came across with Blanca and Cell Adventures so they offered us well the possibility to try Cell Adventures and because we were so desperate and we had this red flag in the fourth graders class i said yeah okay let's try it let's let's pilot the program here and in the course of three four months the change was amazing
0: wow kids
1: really got to know their emotions and why they got easily upset or angry and how to handle their anger they became much better communicators they helped each other with their empathy and tolerance they learned how to take turns, for, as basic as this, how to take turns to talk. And they learned how to engage in a discussion that was both productive and assertive at the same time. You no, know, like without really becoming aggressive, without attacking each other just because they want to be right. Not because they wanted to express their knowledge, but just because they want to beat the other team. So mm-hmm. this was a group of very competitive kids as well. But all this competitiveness needed to be driven to the right direction or in the right direction, which was for their own success. Mm-hmm. So this is how the platform helped us. And, and after that, we decided to implement it in the whole elementary and, and junior high because of the results so positive we got with this group, with two groups, not with this generation.
0: Wow, Teresa, that is such a compelling story. I think every educator has lived that experience where you have one particular group of students that's difficult than last year's kids or next year's kids for whatever reason. It's just a tough dynamic that's part of the job. And it's so exciting to hear that that there's this product out there that makes it easier for the teachers, that the students love, and that can make such dramatic results on the culture and that the students will continue throughout their lives being better human beings as a result of that learning experience in that grade.
1: Precisely, yes. And also, one of the things that children liked a lot about this is the whole sense of adventure. So, because they were so competitive, obviously they all wanted to do the adventures and finish the whole thing first Mm -hmm. because they are so dynamic. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point of getting almost disruptive they started working out on their shields and their weapons and their potions and there is all this medieval environment. Mm-hmm. So they they drew a lot of things related to the game. They mm-hmm. took the game outside the classroom. Mm-hmm. They organized their own tournament, no, like medieval wow. tournament. Wow! And 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 it became a real adventure that came outside from the computers because. It was so meaningful for them and it helped them so much. So later the parents were also into, into the game as well because obviously they saw the positive changes the children were experiencing. And would you say that middle school students engage just as well as the upper elementary age? Yes, I think the situation with middle school students is is also very good. It's also very engaging for them because the situations in the platform change according to the age. So obviously the type of challenges that they face and the adventures, the situations are different they've been written accordingly to their age. So it's all about having friends and how how you choose your best friends and is when you start falling in love and then what you do with, with all these emotions that you experience and all these feelings that you have when you see your significant older. I think the, the biggest lessons that we get from Cell Adventures in middle school is how to prevent addictions and how to take better decisions, obviously based on the process of understanding the rationale behind your choices.
0: That seems really important. And
1: And in Mexico, at the age of 14, 15, 16, that's key. And that is a skill that these kids, these teenagers get to learn for life. So that is why it's so relevant. And that is why it's so meaningful. And yes, they see it the same. They see it as a game. They see like, oh, the video game that our parents let us play at school. But they also understand how important it is because many of the situations portrayed in the platform are actually situations that they have lived or they know someone who's living them or they know that at some point in their lives that is not so far away, they will have to take those decisions. So it's best if you do it first in the comfort and security of a classroom environment with your teacher or with your psychologist that they stop calling Mrs. Rodriguez They call the psychologist by her name, so it's their friend. Mm -hmm. At least that's what they perceive. Obviously, taking care of the natural and professional limitations Mm -hmm. of of the position, but they they feel very confident that whatever they write and whatever contribution they make on on the platform is only going to be read by the psychologist, and that gives them this sense of security as well to open up to their emotions, as I said before. Teresa,
0: so you said that this was implemented in a values class that was taught by the school psychologist. So I would imagine, did the class meet every day for an hour or how how long did it meet?
1: No, in elementary school, the class meets twice a week Mm -hmm. for 30 minutes each time. Our periods in elementary go from 30 minutes to 45 minutes, depending on the topic and the subject. Mm -hmm. And in junior high, they meet once a week during their values class. And in third grade of secondary in Mexico, we call it vocational orientation. And that is when we have this very important program of addiction prevention, as well as uh, decision-making processes, because they are about to choose what high school they are going to get enrolled in. And obviously, this will affect their academic future life. No? So taking decisions as important as this, obviously, are, are relevant.
0: Would students engage in the game about an hour a week? Would you
1: say about about periods of fifty minutes a week? Obviously, every session has its own introduction Mm. that occurs right before they open up the platform. The teacher brings up a topic and say, the teacher says, "Today we're going to talk about assertive communication. What do you think about this? That are some like activation of previous knowledge questions, and then kids get to share." A personal experience or their personal concept, the preconceptions of the topic. Mm-hmm. Then there are a set of activities that they do on the platform. Most of them This is something that I like about the platform a lot. Most of the activities come with tasks that teachers can save into the platform archives. And then this is an evidence that we can show the parents that they've been working. And Mm -hmm. this is one of the very few platforms for emotional and social skills that I know can give you a global uh, metric, a global rubric and a personal one. I'm telling you this from my director's perspective, when you need to know, like what are the classroom dynamics in certain, because, you know, every classroom, as you said, has, has a different personality as a group. So the following school year, like at the end of the school year, when we had to mix all the students and form the new classes, this was like super important information because the psychologists had evidence that students' personalities was one way or the other. Uh-huh. And this is something that we could share with the parents in any given case. This is something that we could also use. This is key information that we could use when we were writing the class profiles. So every new teacher, every teacher who's going to teach this class like the following school year gets a profile of the group that says somehow a brief description of how the students behave and their personalities and what's best for their learning styles. And this is very useful as a teacher because even before you get to know the class, you know a little bit about their personalities and that gives you some hints to use for your lesson plan.
0: Yes, wonderful. Now, who would you recommend check out Cell Adventures? What educators would, would benefit?
1: Every school director, every school teacher. Cell Adventures is something that can be implemented in in many schools. If parents are interested in developing social and emotional skills, obviously, Cell Adventures is a very good option. It's the best option in my experience. I think that sometimes directors tend to focus a lot their decisions on, on the academic program, on the curriculum. And you can have the best academic program with super high objectives and with very ambitious aims, no? Like you want your kids to reach very top levels so that they're accepted in the best high schools mm-hmm. and so that they go better prepared mm-hmm. for, for the next academic challenges. But you know what? When they lack social and emotional skills, that doesn't matter. That's- you really need to send them well equipped in the social and emotional aspects. And then that will foster learning of the academic contents. That's what my experience has has shown me. And that is why we implemented Cell Adventures program, because we totally wanted to have first emotionally healthy communities in the classrooms, which later we're gonna lead into better and more effective learners. That makes a lot of sense. So Teresa, tell us what
0: you are looking for next at the International House in Mexico City. Is there it sounds like you have access to Cell Adventures, but what other types of online or different programmatic resources are you looking for?
1: Well, I wish there was a Cell Adventures for adults. Okay, is it an <laughs> for adults? International House, we teach kids as well. We teach English lessons to young kids and uh-huh. to teenagers and to adults. Uh-huh. But in my experience... Sometimes Cell Adventures has such good situations that you can almost use them for your teachers' meetings or for your executives' meetings. No? So I think that if you're asking me what I wish I had in the future, it would be a social and emotional platform social and emotional skills development platform because kids now have this great opportunity to learn about their emotions and how to manage them, but many of us who are already working and who are already grown ups and and functioning adults in the world of companies and enterprises and schools and different working environments and contexts, we could all benefit from more efficient management of our emotions, so yeah. if we had that for for a little bit older people, <laughs> yes. that would be amazing.
0: You know, there is a, a company here in the United States, I think it's out of Atlanta, Georgia, that focuses on school improvement through what they call, their company is called Seven Mindsets. And it's okay. it's essentially mindsets for being a well-rounded person. And they do focus first on the adults, getting the adults healthy and, and using these good mindsets before they work with the students. So it's it's similar to what you're saying. And who knows, maybe uh, Visionaria Games will create an SEL Adventures that's appropriate for adults. That would be exciting too. That would be awesome to have. Yes. Thank, well, thank, you. thank you, you so for recommending much that. for coming on the show today and sharing with us all that you know about SEL Adventures. We here at Ed Curation just had a school in California purchased Cell Adventures through us. They are an American public school, but a number of their students are native Spanish speakers. And something we didn't say on the show is that SEL Adventures is available in both English and Spanish. And so for our schools in the United States, where we have a mixed population and students of different backgrounds and that speak Spanish natively, SEL Adventures is a great solution. So I'm excited to share with Willard Intermediate School this podcast. And thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you very much for having me.
1: It was very nice talking to you.
0: Thank you for listening to Ed Curation. We hope you learned something today about a curriculum resource that produces fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Check out edcuration.com to find out more. That's E D. C-U-R-A-T-I-O-N dot com.